Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Adore. It is 6.23 p.m. August 6th. That's a Saturday, 2022. I know it's another Saturday. I'll explain why. It's very good. No matter what, I wouldn't have been able to do the podcast yesterday. And I'll get to that in a moment. In the meantime, how are you? What's up? What's going on? What have you been up to? Have you been eating well? Have you tried new recipes? Have you been um, hopefully uh, lessening sugars and caffeine into your diet? Like, I'm all for caffeine. I love coffee. It's just um, I I can't have it anymore. You know, the acid, you know, which is another thing that I'll get to in a moment with my weekly update. But... Yeah, what's going on with you? How's that job? How's that job hunt? Did you get that promotion? What's going on with HR? Have they done that thing for you yet? I doubt it. We all know how HR is. But yeah, what's going on? I've noticed that this week has been particularly um, rough, I suppose, for some people. Um, And I'm not entirely sure why. I think that everyone as of right now is just going through so many individual aspects, um, as we all always do. But it seems as if the stars have aligned in such a way where something bad has happened for everyone, um, at least with a lot of the people that I've been talking to uh, this past week and with my job. More bad has been going around with good, and that's unfortunate. So I hope that if bad has happened to you, you try to remember the good about your life, maybe the good about the situation that's bad, or um, maybe you just try to think and do more positive things. Because it is so easy for us to get bogged down into the negativity that surrounds us anywhere, everywhere you go, opening up your phone, your own life, family, friends, there's some sort of negativity which is impacting your life. And that's not great. It never is. But it is a part of life. And the best thing that we can try to do for ourselves, for our own mental health, is to just, well, to do our best, to be positive, to try to think on the brighter side of things, to, I don't know, to just live for the better live for ourselves for the better and hopefully that will extend and reflect upon our friends and family they see the positivity coming from us yeah this sucks but hey you know what there's still this and they may be able to you know be influenced by that for the better i've been trying to do my best to think more on the positive side of things and it is still difficult to do so Still trying to come around for many things, as all of us are, especially as we're... Oh, God. We're going from one pandemic to another. You know, COVID's still floating about. But now we have to deal with monkeypox. So, just take care of yourselves. Be on the healthier side. Be on the more positive side of things. And, uh, like the monkeypox thing, for example. Yeah, it sucks that it's around and it's starting to spread like wildfire. Sorry, California. But good news is we have a way to be able to take care of it. There are um, antibiotics for it. We're lucky to be in the day and age where there are antibiotics and uh, professionals in 
the scientific community and a medical community which can correspond with each other and tackle these types of endeavors and these type of horrifying diseases. So, thank goodness for that. If you get it, it's not the end of the world. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to suck, I'm sure, but it is not the end of the world. It is not the death of you. And that is fantastic. So, try to look on the positive side of things to the best of one's ability. Okay? All right. I'm not going to ask you about your goals. I'm sure you're still working on them, just as I am on this Saturday. I have not worked on them. Maybe a little bit. But we'll get to that in a moment. I will say this much. I did sleep with my CPAP machine mask on last night for nine hours. So that's awesome. Yay. Anyway, let us continue on with the rest of the podcast. This is episode 43 of the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. And as always, we commemorate it with a shot. So here's to you, my dear, dear listeners and listener whomever, all of you out there, appreciate you. Here's to me, asshole in a room with a microphone, talking to it and in relation you. So, yay. And to the podcast, the FSOF podcast, episode 43. Prost. Hmm. That was nice. So, check this out. This week has been an interesting week. Busy. Busy, busy week. <clears throat> but good, more or less. At my workplace, since I've been there for over three months now, actually, like, nine days I'll be there for four. So that's scary. But, as a result, I am now able to work four days a week, which I'm sure I've mentioned. This, actually, I should start back from the beginning. As I mentioned last week, um, <clears throat> I helped a friend move. And you guys know that friend. That friend was here. Uh, Brandon, also known as Avenger with two R's is his gamer tag. But yeah, we helped, we as in my roommate Shelby, Queen Shelby Stenai, we helped him move out of his place in order for him to move back to Kentucky, where sadly he belongs. That's okay, he'll be here on uh, the 13th. But, we helped him move, and in doing so on Sunday, um, he was kind enough to show thanks, and he took us out to uh, dinner on Monday. We went to a Mexican restaurant and just had some good food and some good drinks and good company, good conversation. It was, um, it was, uh, it was just a good time uh, in general. Like I, there's nothing for me in which to complain about. In conjunction with my job, however, as I was beginning to say, is that since I've been at my workplace for over three months now, I have been offered the ability to work four days a week, which I have been. And in exchange with that, I'm, if permitted and granted, I'm able to swap my day off in the week for another day. And I had to do so today, uh, this past week, which is where I was missing on Friday for the podcast. One thing at a time, though. Remember last week 
when I was... How did this go? I'm trying to remember my timeline. Yes, remember last week how I was saying and probably complaining about just not hearing back from the um, from the audition and how exhausting it is to go through these emotional roller coasters of you hype, you prep up, you audition, you worry, you're anxious, and then you don't get a call or anything of that nature. That is still true. That is still the same. I don't like it at all. I wish they would be more upfront about everything that we go through. But that's not how the industry works. On Monday, just before Shelby and I went to go and meet Brandon at the restaurant, I was doing dishes. We were just cleaning up a little bit. And my phone vibrates in my pants, in my right pocket, which is normally where it is if I don't have my wallet on me, which goes in my left pocket, which actually, as of right now, my wallet is in my left pocket because I forgot to take it out after shopping today. So, my phone vibrates. I get done with the dishes and I pull out my phone and I get an email from my agent saying, hey, you got a call back. Awesome. Holy crap, I wasn't expecting that. In fact, I said to Shelby, I'm actually kind of disappointed because I was hoping to have something to bitch about during dinner, but now I guess I have to be thankful and celebrate. <laughs> That's sarcasm, if you, if you didn't catch that. So I got a call back from the agency that I've been wanting to be a part of. And not only is it a callback... This is the third time that I've auditioned for this agency. The first time is when I was still represented by the agency here in Indiana. The second time was when I auditioned being represented by my current agency in Chicago. I got a callback, but the callback was just uh, a video. You know, give us, um, give us another video of yourself, another monologue. And so I did that. Didn't hear anything. Third time auditioning with this agency, or for this agency, I get a call back, and they want me to go to Chicago for an in-person interview. So, um, I have to arrange um, for me to be able to go there, just because the audition dates are every Tuesday and Thursday this entire month, beginning on the 16th. Yeah, beginning on the 16th. So I will be eventually making my way on over to Chicago to be having this in-person interview. So that's great and fantastic. I've already done what I'm supposed to do and email the scout, being like, hey, here's this headshot, here's this vocal reel, here's my resume. I would like to arrange the interview for this date. Can we make that happen? That was last Tuesday, and I have yet to hear back from them. So I'm, again, nervous and impatient, which makes me nervous and anxious uh, because I hate, I hate waiting. Just, just get back to me. Communicate. I'm supposed to communicate with you. Why aren't you communicating with me? But that's just the impatient individual that I am. Because exactly like last audition, I was like, oh, well, I didn't hear back from them that day. 
guess I didn't make it. Two days later, I get a call back. So, I guess, don't be like me. Don't be impatient. Do what you're supposed to do. And wait for results. I've done everything that I could. It's all literally on my hands. I just have to try and not stress about it. Easier said than done. So, this past week has been fine. I think, yeah, it was this week and one day, I forget which day it was, but I sold six policies in one day for work. So that was awesome. And now the, just the rest of work continues as I continue to learn about life insurance and how to better implement and present that to our clientele and newer clientele. So we'll see how that all goes. Here's something that I want to talk about, though. The reason why I didn't make it to Friday, which is, you know, the podcast for Friday, and why I switched out my normal Wednesday day off to work that in order to get Friday off is because of this. Right. In Indiana, on Friday... And today on Saturday, and I believe also tomorrow on Sunday and some other times, is the Indiana State Fair. So Shelby and I went on over Friday morning. We woke up. I woke up at like um, like 6.45 in order to go downstairs and feed the cats. Now that's 6.45 Eastern time. So for you Californians, that's three, nearly 4 in the morning. So I go ahead and I get up, I start feeding the cats, and Shelby comes on down, we pack all of our stuff, and we leave like 7.20 or so. We arrived at the fair around 8.40, and we didn't get home until like 12.30, 12.40 this morning. We were gone literally all day at the fair. Why were we gone all day at the fair? Well, one, it's a fair, so that's kind of fun and cool and bunch of junk food and, and good food that I'll also get to. But it was band day, meaning all high school marching bands from across the state and different counties and this and that, you know, A, A2, A3 teams or qualifying marching bands of high schools. Went and competed there. There was like 38, 39 total marching bands. It was a plethora. And every single one of them performed. And then, after every single one of them performed, awards were handed out. For at least the, you know, A1 through 3. Um, either everyone got a plaque or uh, this or that or a trophy. But we... Um, we went there. We've been doing this for some years now, uh, watching these marching band teams compete. And the reason why that is is because this is something which is very near and dear to Shelby. She was on that field during Indiana State Fairs competing, marching, playing, performing, dealing with the rehearsals, the stresses, uh, the drama even of marching band competitions. And while 
these type of competitions are nostalgia for her. Just great nostalgia for her. She understands it just in and out, how these competitions work, how they're scored. Uh, for me, you know, I did do marching band in high school, but it was not competing. My director did not want to compete. He found marching band to be a waste of time because he was more of a concert performer rather than a marching band performer. He understood it. He respected it. It's just that's not what he wanted to teach. It wasn't a part of his focus. He just had to, he did it because he had to do it for the football team. That, that's basically it. For the football team and for pep band and, and uh, school rallies. That's about it. Otherwise, he wanted to focus on concert etiquette and concert performances. So, the difference of two worlds. But even with his views on it, I also, maybe he did impact my opinion a little bit, but I never really liked marching to begin with. I didn't like the mellophone. Being a French horn player, you have to perform on the mellophone. I didn't like the idea also of having my instrument raised so high that the condensation washed back into my mouth. Also, being a horn player, my embouchure was not correct for the mellophone anyway, because you're supposed to play it like a trumpet. And as a me as a horn player, my my uh, lead pipe is like 45 degrees angled, you know, towards the ground. I don't have a straight 90 degree like leveled embouchure. So that also impacted my feelings towards uh, marching band. But even with me not wanting to be on the field performing and marching, I still respect the hell out of the craft and out of the art. Like, those are some very dedicated individuals, especially when you get to the more professional and advanced marching bands. Like, my God, the things that they do, the coordination, the talent that they have, it is nothing but pure respect for me. I'll watch it. I'll support it. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. So watching these, these high schoolers go through and do this, it's, it's a lot of fun, especially seeing some of the stuff that they come up with as far as, you know, props, as far as, um, decorations. I mean, the guards that they have, you know, the color guards, they, they go through a lot of work too. It's not just the musicians. It's the parents, it's, you know, the techies, uh, the guards, the coaching, uh, the rehearsals, my God, all of it, all of it, all of it. So we watched them and we watched them. We had our like own list and uh, performances of different counties and different high schools that we wanted to watch, but we also wanted to enjoy ourselves at the fair simultaneously. So we were there bright and early in the morning in order to watch this and to be a part of it, and to watch her high school compete. And then we had fun throughout the rest of the day. We walked around, we uh, had some food, supported one of the local businesses that is close to where Shelby lives, whose corn was awesome. Oh my goodness, delectable, delectable corn. Something that I'm not sure if you saw or not, if you live in the state of Indiana, you might have seen this, but if you don't, Indiana State Fair always seems to do some sort of new food that they want to put out. Like something, you know, 
for that year, some sort of specialty food, something new, something to jazz it up. One of the years or a couple of years back, one of the first times that I went to the Indiana State Fair, they had a donut burger. Yes, a donut burger. You heard me correctly. If your blood sugar spiked just from hearing that, you're in the right boat. <laughs> Basically, you take a burger, remove the buns, and you put friggin' glazed donuts for the buns. That was really good. And I was hoping that would be there at the fair this year, but it sadly was not. And that's okay. I can make my own burger, donut burger here if I wanted to. And as I just said that, I really want to. Shit. <laughs> oh, well. So, uh, instead, what they advertised is like the big, one of the highlights of food that you have to try or you should try is a pickle pizza. And I'm going to get the uh, ingredients wrong just because I I watched the news article once and they li listed it off. But basically, it is um it's a pizza and you have um white sauce. I forget what it is. You see, I I should have I should have paid more attention. Uh let me see if I can look it up real quick because Let's see, because it was really good. Uh, pickle pizza. All right. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. So here's all the new foods that they had. Um, let's see. Here are all the new foods to try at the Indiana State Fair in 2022, which we didn't try all of them. We just tried the one. So bison lettuce wrap, flaming Hot Cheetos walking tots tacos. We did see that. Caramel Corn Beer, what? Sun King and Indiana State Fair Beer have partnered again for a new 2022 Indiana State Fair Beer made with 100 pounds of Just Pop and Caramel Popcorn. Wow. Okay, here we go. Pickle Pizza. Homemade dough with a dill ranch sauce topping with mozzarella cheese, dill seasoning, and dill pickles. Now, there's a lot of dill. And that sentence, and that description. But it's actually very tamed. It actually is really friggin' good. To our surprise. Like, uh, Shelby loves her deep-fried Oreos. And I don't blame her. Those things are awesome. But I wanted to try this deep, uh, this um, pickled pizza. And we eventually found it. And it was pretty damn good. Like it was, it was pretty damn good to the point where we wouldn't mind trying it again. Uh, so, I mean, cool. Since we're on here, what else do we got? Deep fried brownies. Okay, sure. Deep fried cheese on a stick. Mozzarella cheese dipped in corn dog batter, then deep fried to a golden brown. Okay, peach shake up. Let's go. Fresh lemon, sugar, ice, and water along with peach flavoring. Okay. Ice mocha coffee float. Uh, that seems self-explanatory. Bubba fun cup. Vanilla ice cream layered with strawberry... Uh, oh, boba. Excuse me. Boba fun cup. Uh, boba balls, sliced strawberries, and gummy bears. Okay. Nitro fuel. Fresh brewed Lipton iced tea mixed with our blue raspberry lemon twister. Saw those. Didn't get them. State Fair's Charcuterie Board. 
What was this? Charcuterie, but with mini funnel cakes, mini corn dogs, salt water taffy, cotton candy, caramel, corn, and popcorn corn topped with a sprinkle of colored candies. Popped corn corn. That's literally what it says. State Fair Mary, a 24-ounce Bloody Mary topped with three skew... Oh my god, I should have gotten this. A 24-ounce Bloody Mary topped with three skewers of fair food treats like waffle fries, deep-fried cheese curds, deep-fried mac and cheese, mini corn dogs, bacon fried pickles, and a barbecue pulled pork slider. Holy shit. I should have gotten one of those things. What the fuck? The original cow pie. Chocolate chip cookie with creamy vanilla ice cream in the center. And another chocolate chip cookie to top it off. Vegan nachos. That's cool. Pretzel nacho bites. Awesome. Mexican sweet corn and a cup. I got this. It was delicious. Uh, roasted sweet corn, mayonnaise, hot sauce, cheese, and Mexican spices. Pretty damn good. Crispy chicken sandwich. Lemon shake up canned cocktail. A canned cocktail made by High and Mighty Spirits Distillery. Okay. Pit potatoes. Uh, pit grilled potatoes topped with pulled pork, shredded cheddar cheese, jalapenos, and sour cream. Awesome. Uh, mint cookie milkshake. Oh, God. Girl Scout cookies, too. Uh, mint cookie milkshake served with crumbled Girl Scouts thin mint cookies. Quick uh, quesadilla. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Mac Diggity Corn Dog. The Mac Daddy, but made with a corn dog. Yeah, so the one set to take away from here, if you're, if you're able to go there, uh, definitely do the Mexican street corn in a cup. That was delicious. Oh, God, I want to do the State Fair, Mary. I am so disappointed that I didn't see that. I would have gotten that. The charcuterie board, sure, absolutely. Um, definitely the pickled pizza. And the bison lettuce wrap is probably what I would have gotten. But yeah, that pickled pizza, pretty damn good. While we were having our fun, filling our arteries with, with things that arteries should not be filled up with, uh, we went and actually saw a cattle show, which was really interesting. I've never seen one before, but I didn't mind. It was at the Coliseum. Uh, Coliseum. And I enjoy cows. Cows are cool. I love the noises that they make. And believe you me, they made a bunch of noises. And they were adorable. There were some fluffy cows that I was rooting for. Uh, but yeah, that was... That was a lot of fun to watch. We primarily went there just for the sake of, um, uh, what you call it, um, the air conditioning, which was really nice to have. But yeah, it was fun to watch that. By the by, the uh, article that I just read was by the Indie Star entitled, Here are all the new foods to try at the Indiana State Fair in 2022, written by Cheryl V. Jackson. It was published at 6.01 a.m. Eastern Time, July 6, 2022. So today, literally. Oh, no, last month. But it was updated five days ago on uh, August 1st. So, yeah, we were. that was basically our day. We were walking around. We walked on average, because I walked 9, she walked 11. But on average, we walked 10 miles yesterday. 
and between watching the state, uh, watching the marching band competition, having food, um, seeing the venues and this and that, uh, we went ahead and had those delicious foods. Unfortunately, uh, there was one slight snafu and unfortunately Shelby's, uh, wallet was misplaced and was missing. So we kind of had to deal with the cancellation of cards and this and that, but you know, we did that and we did it soon enough where it won't affect like her accounts or money or anything of that nature. But these marching band competitions go for a very, very long time. And they go by, um, you know, counties and individual high schools. They, the competition ends, like they didn't announce like the initial winners and the sweet 16, the 16 ensembles and marching bands, which will have to perform again that evening to see who is state champion. So you have like the 38, 39, and then it just gets boiled down to 16, and then they compete again. And then awards are handed out additionally. Like the first awards that were handed out were like for the divisions, you know, A1, A2, A3. Now it's like, okay, who the hell is the state champion? So I will read to you the 16 results going from lowest to first place and their score. In case you're interested. So in 16th place with a score of out of 100 of 70.4 was Marion High School. 15th with a score of 71.2 was Montgomery County United. In 14th place with a score of 74.1 was West Lafayette. In 13th place with a score of 75.725 was Monroe Central. In 12th, with a score of 77.30, was Richmond. In 11th, with a score of 77.95, was Frankton Lapel High School. In 10th place, with a score of 78.075, was Decatur County. In 9th place, with a score of 81.375, was Northeastern. In 8th place, with a score of 83.113, was Yorktown. In 7th place, with a score of 90.625, yes, a 7.5 score leap, was Jay County. In 6th place, with a score of 90.738, was Lebanon. In 5th place, with a score of 90.825, was Centerville. In fourth place with a 91.7 was Anderson. In third place with a 92.575 was Muncie Central. In second place with a score of 93.95 was Winchester. And in first place with a score of 96.24 was Kokomo. So, take that as you will and of your interests. But it was really neat. Oh, also before I end uh, about that or just go on a different tangent entirely is that 
Because Shelby has been a part of this for so long, and she knows these schools, she knows the talent, she even knows like the majority of the band directors that are within every single one of these schools, if not personally, then just, you know, uh, knowing of them. She predicted, she makes predictions of who is going to take what, who's at least going to be a part of the Sweet 16, but tries her best in order to list them uh, who's going to get in what place or at least who's going to be the top 16, top 20, etc., etc. Out of the 38 or 39 bands which performed, I just read this uh, Sweet 16, the ones who actually won. She was correct in all of the individuals who placed within the Sweet 16. And she was correct within the top 20 performing bands. She knows her shit. So I'm not going to doubt her predictions whatsoever. Like, she didn't get, like, the order correct, but she guessed and predicted the top 16 and the top 20 bands who performed that day. That is damn impressive. So I look forward to next year and seeing how correct she is again. <laughs> as we were driving home and as she told me that, uh, I started to think about a couple of things other than trying to dodge through just spot-up heavy downpours of rain. But I said to her while we were um, in the stands and just walking around that, you know, I was never really a part of these type of communities and these events, unless I had to perform there. Otherwise, growing up, I never went to state fairs. I never went to county fairs or city fairs or, you know, community events such as this. And it wasn't until my adult years that I actually decided to venture out into it. And it's a shame. Like, I, I'm enjoying myself now. And I don't know why I wouldn't as a young adult or a, a teenager, rather. I suppose I'm a young adult right now, being 30 and all. But a little of myself is a bit... Um, like, I felt like I was missing out on a lot of things. And a part of me wonders if my mother wanted me to, like, or my father or both. They were like, hey, come on. The county fair is going on. The city fair is going on. Let's go get some overpriced cotton candy and lose some money with some rigged games. I don't think I ever indulged in that. Uh, I know that my group of friends, uh, they weren't really too interested in that. So it just makes me wonder, like, how much community, like, a feeling of being a part of a community did I actually miss out on just because of, you know, me being me at the time, I guess. In addition to that, it's like, you know, I wonder if I would have had much more of appreciation when I was younger, or at least less grievances against marching band if my director did indeed partake in competitions. I have no idea. All that I know is that I enjoy them now, and I'm glad to be able to enjoy them. And uh, better late than never. 
It's good and fine and fun to be a part of a community. And if it's even just one thing that brings you into it, in this case, at least for me, it's the very unhealthy, unique food. And now it's marching band. Uh, so I think it's a good thing uh, to be a part of your community, to socialize and to just attend these events, to support locally, not only just local foods, but local um, artists, local bands, local ensembles, local theater groups and troops. I mean, I'm all for supporting local community businesses and events. And part of me is not necessarily ashamed, but a little bit disappointed that I didn't notice or at least fully embrace these type of practices sooner within my life. I guess I never really had the means. I was too busy doing one thing or another, going from here to there, and just prioritizing what came next as far as obligation in my life, rather than being able to enjoy what was in front of me. I don't think I've ever really been able to enjoy a whole lot of my life. And I mean, I've enjoyed things, but I mean, like, truly, like, enjoy, like, sit down and appreciate what is going on. So. I have enough, and I hope that you can potentially take a lesson from me. Go out to your state fair. Go out to your county fair. Even if it's just for a half hour, an hour. Even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get this one food item that looked interesting. Do it. Have fun. Maybe you'll find something else in which to appreciate. Maybe there'll be a new business that you can, that you like just because they have a booth there and you're like, oh, this is what this store is. God, I should have gone there years ago. So that is why. I didn't have the podcast or the opportunity to do the podcast yesterday. It's because literally we were gone all day having fun other than the wall being stolen. Oh, I got to tell this story too. I love this story. Uh, so after um, the misplacement and the of the wallet, of Shelby's wallet, called a couple of the card companies that she has in order to close them out, that stop those cards and have new ones be ordered. She was like, hey, I could, I could just really use a beer if you don't mind. I'm like, no, of course. I, I don't blame you. I'd want a beer too if this were to happen to me. So we walked on over to the beer garden that we already had a wristband on showing identity. So that thank goodness for that, that we both still kept those on in order to re-enter. And as we re-entered, there was a um, probably intoxicated <laughs> uh, black gentleman in front of us. Nice man. Middle-aged dish, glasses, good guy, good guy. But he uh, started striking up conversation with us and started talking with him and uh, swapping some jokes and this and that. And there was this man. He he looks at us. Uh, the gentleman that we were conversing with, he looks at us. And he's like, "You seeing what I'm seeing?" I'm like, "I don't know what you're seeing." He's like, "There's a guy in front of us who has a Chevy logo on the back of his neck." And we, we all just kind of look. We're like, oh, yeah, he does have any. It's like, he has a Chevy logo on the back of his neck. What the fuck? I lean over to him. I say, yeah, well, I mean, if that's on his neck, I don't, I don't want to know what the hell is on his ass. He laughs at that. He's like, man, you shouldn't you know, say that in, in front of such a, a sweet gal here, Shelby. 
And after a couple of more jokes, next thing that I know, this guy is offered to buy our drinks for us. And let me tell you, a cup of their tall drinks, which I don't know is, um, I don't know, eight ounces. Maybe it's a pint. So maybe 12, no, a pint, 16 ounces. I don't remember. It was about 12 ounces. So basically a dollar an ounce. This guy bought two for himself and then we each got one for ourselves. So he paid $48 for us. And he was very nice about it. He's like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you got to be nice and I'm, I'm going to be nice. We're like, okay. And there was no like, commitment there was like no strings attached it was almost like a perfect first night stand or one night stand you know you go in you agree you do the business and he said goodbye we thanked him for the drinks he said you're welcome enjoy yourselves have a good rest of your evening we went on back in order to uh enjoy the rest of the marching band competition so that was cool that was nice of him it's it's random acts of kindness like that that kind of stick out there was another incident where this happened and Shelby brought this up. She's like, man, nobody ever buys me free drinks. It's only when you're around. <laughs> and I had to take a moment. I'm like, oh God, that's true. This isn't the first time this has happened to us. When I initially went to go and audition for Indiana University's Jacobs School of Music, uh, I was working for a hotel at the time. So I had a lovely, lovely disco. And we stayed at, um, I forget which off brand or off, what hotel brand uh, chain that was under this company. I was working for Hilton at the time. So it was one of them. And it was the night before my audition. Shelby and I were like, Hey, just want to go to the bar, have a drink nightcap. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go. So we go down there expecting high prices. And there was a gentleman that eventually sat down uh, to my right and all three of us or was it to her left sat down next to us whatever and all three of us started conversing we started talking about his son we started talking about my intentions how I, i'm initially from illinois but i'm auditioning at iu for the school of music and as we were about to pack up before i knew it this dude was like hey your drinks are on me and he's already had a couple. We've already had a couple. And he allowed us to have one more to bring up to our room, too. I mean, he must have paid for at least a hundred bucks worth of drinks. But he insisted. So, um, thank you to the gentleman from yesterday and to the gentleman years ago to pay for my drinks and Shelby's drinks. Uh, it's very kind gesture only do so if you have the means pass on the kindness when you're able to but do not force yourself to do so if you don't have the means in which to do so that's the only thing that i'll say towards that so it was a very good week very good day very surprising you know with the callback um work was good for the most part you know just trying to buckle down trying to get things done um, and then the state fair was good other than, you know, the, the wallet slept in a little bit today. So that was nice. And I think I'll be streaming this evening too. So it's going to be a good day. Hopefully next week 
will result in the same thing. Hopefully next week I will be able to hear from that scout so that we're able to move on with that. I have to tell my parents about that tomorrow, so hopefully they uh, don't listen to this podcast. I don't think they do anymore, so I think it's fine. There is one thing that I need to share, however, uh, before I go, and it's more on a serious thing, and it involves the state of Indiana. While we were all at the fair, Shelby and I, I guess the, uh, I guess Indiana went ahead and uh, made into law their abortion laws ban this and that i'm not going to read the entire article i'm just going to read what uh has been put into place for the state of indiana i'm not going to read what people have said or quoted you can read that on your own again all articles that i read are in the description so you can read them for yourself this comes from the associated press apnews.com because that's where everyone gets their news is from the AP. This was by Arlay Rogers posted today. No, um, no timestamp or anything of that nature. It is said, or it says rather, Indiana on Friday became the first state in the nation to approve abortion restrictions since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. As a Republican governor quickly signed a near-total ban on the procedure shortly after lawmakers approved it. The ban, which takes, play, which takes effect September 15th, ex excludes, or rather includes, some exceptions. Abortions will be permitted in cases of rape and incest before 10 weeks post-fertilization to protect the life and physical health of the mother and if a fetus is diagnosed with a lethal anomaly. Victims of rape and incest would not be required to sign a notari notarized affidavit attesting to an attack as had once been proposed. Under the bill, abortions can be performed only in hospitals or outpatient centers owned by hospitals, meaning all abortion clinics would lose their licenses. A doctor who performs an illegal abortion or fails to file required reports must also lose their medical license, wording that tightens current Indiana laws that says a doctor may lose their license. So, there you go. That is what has happened as of yesterday in the state of Indiana. And as I said previously on this podcast, I do not support Roe v. Wade being overturned. I think women should have the rights to their bodies as men do and should not be dictated accordingly. That is very old school, dumb, savage even ways of thinking. And once these Q-tips get voted out of office or die, the better the entire nation, and may I even say the world, will be. That's about all I'll say on that. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I have other things that I need to do. Sorry it's not a full hour, but hey, 
a podcast was at least made. So thank you for listening. Remember, you can email the podcast at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a topic to suggest, an article of interest, or you just want to say hello, send it on over to me at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Like I said before, the articles that I reference and read are in the description below always. I like to cite my sources because that is polite. But you take care of yourselves. I will talk to you all next week. Um, Yeah, and it's just um, have fun. Don't take life too seriously. It's too short. Be productive. Be safe. Be kind. Be healthy. Remember to make your bed and go to bed earlier. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. And until next time, au revoir.